once okay. he gets uh, settled there, we'll get we'll get Bernie Kozar here, who joins us on the Toilet of Hollywood. Slime shot hundreds of toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Bernie Kozar joining us here on the program once again. Bernie, what's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Good to be with you. Hey, Bernie, you tried ha- you tried to do it by yourself this morning. Uh, you tried to do it by yourself this morning. Yeah, I'm technical. I'm technology <laughs> challenged in the Ohio snowstorm right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it is Udonis Haslam Day, Bernie. We're very excited for him. Uh, you know, a, a Miami legend uh, like yourself getting a chance to get honored like that. Um, and just, just always a hard worker. Like, I mean, anything that ever just stood out to you about UD and his time with the Miami Heat? You know, his longevity. And, uh, and his leadership absolutely are two things that jump to mind right away. But then just not longevity and leadership, when he got on the field uh, and on the court, he actually produced, and he produced consistently over multiple decades. So as a guy who, who is proud to say I played 12 years in the league, I can't fathom the physical toll that uh, UD went through and all the productivity that he's brought to the Miami Heat, and to be there for one place for his whole career. It's just it's, it's an honor to say I know him, and it's awesome that you guys be doing shout-outs to him today. So, Bernie, the Dolphin season came to an end this week. It was very, it was a tough one to watch in those uh, frigid conditions. What were your uh, impressions of that KC Dolphins game this past week? So it brought back a lot of memories of playing in a couple of games that were minus 20 wind chill. I was I was chuckling at the first couple segments you guys had today that between the Dolphins and the Browns games last week that on a football Friday, we were talking about Brustello Cotty and, <laughs> and Bacon wrapped around what we're going to do for our Super Bowl festivities. So... Half of that is good for your health and wellness. I'm not sure about the other half. I'm going to work on you guys on some of your bacon choices and some of your eating habits as we as we do this journey together, my brothers. So, Bert, you know, one of the things that, you know, I try to tell people, it, because we're so quick to label somebody as not the guy, right? And fans are impatient. Organizations get impatient, but how can you possibly justify getting rid of or even suggesting you get rid of a guy who led the league in passing? Right, right. So I am, hey, and I know we could could do the, and coming here from Cleveland um, with some of our uh, lack of success this century, um, uh, the Dolphins and Tobes, I, I, we were talking or listening to you talk in the first segment about being 24 years of a playoff drought and stuff. And some of the ramifications that goes with the quarterback that comes along with those expectations and, and that streak, unfortunately, continuing. But I'm all in on Mike McDaniel and that staff. I really love it. And I love what Tua has been able to do. And with him leading the league and throwing, like Leroy, you're, you're mentioning right there, being the AFC Pro Bowl starter, um, that type of conditions um, this past uh, weekend in Kansas City, I know we have to be ready for those type conditions, but 
I'm not sure any quarterback right now to uh, would be fair to kind of put them up uh, against that, um, given given the conditions the other day. And I just know myself, I started preparing for games like that in in January. And Leroy knows I was annoying about going out in October, November in the bad weather and getting used to it. And you could see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey and those guys, you, the benefits of practicing in that miserable, hellish weather day in and day out paid dividends for Kansas City at the detriment of the Dolphins and then slash Tua. And now Tua's getting a lot of these, these type questions. But I think the synergy that him and Coach McDaniel have and the uh, level of taking it to the next level of his throwing this past year, I actually love the way he really didn't miss any plays because of injuries last year. The concussion thing that I was one of the guys that was bluntly and privately concerned for his health and wellness, to see him kind of get through a year like that and then, unfortunately, in that horrible condition of frozen fields the other day, he did take some hits. And I do love how, you know, he judiciously ran throughout the season um, and comes and with the play calling and running, stayed away from that. But as the season went along, and even in the KC game, you saw Tua using his legs some and then taking a couple hits. And I'm not saying it's good he took a couple hits. But he did take a couple hits and didn't end up with the concussion issue and stuff. So um, as punishing as that game was and as challenging as maybe uh, some of the people are on tour right now, I really like the growth he had through the course of the season. And careful what you wish for, okay, because change for change's sake, if you don't get it right, and um, we here in Cleveland have been challenged of trying to get the quarterback situ situation right. Again, most of this century, and I don't say that as a, a shot, as a, somewhat of a, a joke, but it's actually accurate. So I feel the same way with um, um, Tua and Coach McDaniel now um, kind of growing into the next year. Bernie, what but if I could add? It's imperative. Like, look at the mess that uh, Dallas and Jerry Jones is having with Dak Prescott's $59 million contract. Um, there is a balance right now. Chris Greer with 29 free agents and an inordinate amount of free agents, unfortunately, for the Dolphins on the offensive line and Wilkins on a defensive line. Okay, but that offensive line free agents, uh, there's a direct correlation to the success of us quarterbacks like Tua and myself. Well, we absolutely, absolutely need our offensive line and guys like Leroy to help help our overall game. I want to kind of about that, Bernie. Like it is such a team game. Leroy always kind of gets on me that I'm too quarterback uh, obsessed, but you guys know the burden of that. Like you're the face of the franchise. You're on the commercials and everything. So, like, what is that like being? the face of the organization, knowing that you'll probably get an inordinate amount of blame, but you'll get all the credit. How does a QB like Tua at his age, you know, everyone's going to say, he's not the guy, you're not this, you're not that, knowing that it is such a team game. What's that, I guess, mental uh, tug-of-war like for, for a QB? So it's great, great question. It's um, from a oracle, from a, a speech perspective, 
we're going to say the right things. We're going to say it doesn't bother us. We're going to say that it, does, it isn't a factor. As a young guy, deep down it is. So it's imperative that, yes, you say the right thing, but there is exponentially a massive positive um, influence when your head coach and is all in on you. And I love how Mike McDaniels never wavers when he talks about his love, confidence, belief in Tua, not just as a person, but as a quarterback and player. And although we say we, we don't need that, that type stuff, when your coach really buys into you and your coach really believes in you, that, that creates a, not only a synergistic work environment, but it creates that positiveness in us. And Leroy and me, we joke about how I like to be positive, and I, I really do look at it through my sunglasses of, of positivity. Um, that actually amplifies our confidence. And again, we're trying to all pretend we're cool. We're all trying to pretend we have all the answers and nothing bothers us, especially us quarterbacks when we're playing. But deep down, there is some doubts and there is some anxiety that goes with that. And with those doubts and with that anxiety, when it creeps into your head, it's hard to pull the trigger. And one of the things, too, it was exceptional with this year was his ability to just let it rip over the middle of a field in that 12 to 18-yard uh, uh, range where it's over the linebacker's head, but before the safeties decapitate um, Tyreek Hill and the receivers. That's not easy to do. Um, yes, that's easier to do in a South Florida environment. It was miserable to do in a Kansas City snowstorm, but that's the anomaly, the latter. And I think the way he's been able to have that confidence and that belief there's a direct correlation to kind of the love and trust that Coach McDaniels and that staff gives him. Uh, that, isn't that something? Hmm. Who's been saying that all year? I don't know. Now, Bernie says it. Yeah, well, you're like all in. Something about Bernie. Hey, well, Leroy, but Leroy, actually, and again, I want, as an old guy here sitting here, I want everybody to look at me as super confident, Super awesome quarterback that always had good results and stuff. But Leroy, you came into uh, into the league and came into the Browns, and in a part of my career where I was coming off some really good years. Yeah. Okay, I had a couple good years, and I had some um, good coaches. I had really good coaches my whole career, but different mannerisms and different ways of leading and coaching us, and. Bluntly, I like to say that I was good no matter what. Okay, so as you look behind me, I got the life-size Bernie in the brown. I love it. With a, with a really emotional hat that my grandfather wore for the Hurricanes Nebraska game for the 1983 National Championship. And that confidence and belief that Howard Schnellenberger, that Jimmy Johnson showed me, um, that belief in me absolutely led to me being such a belief and um, I don't want to say cocky, but you need a, a level of arrogance and cockiness to believe that you're the man and you're able to go out there. And I'm super proud of the, be my college career and the first part of my pro career. But towards the end of my pro career, especially in Cleveland, Leroy is firsthand a witness to some of the things that happen when a quarterback doesn't have all of his confidence and doesn't have all his belief from his head coach. And I'm not trying to pick on Coach Belichick or some of the things that happened with me, Leroy, 
um, early in his career, but I actually was not as good as a quarterback as I needed to be because just, and I wouldn't admit it to Leroy, I could barely admit it in the year 2024, but a little bit of that limited confidence, limited belief in myself, sadly correlated to the field and the productivity wasn't there like I liked, like I wanted, like I needed. And I see the antithesis in Miami right now, so I commend the organization. I really commend Mike McDaniels and that staff for that belief and confidence um, that they show to us. And like to Leroy's point, he led the league in passing, so sometimes we use um, the phrase F and E, false enthusiasm, false praise, just kind of getting it to stroke our ego so that we believe in ourselves. I genuinely believe that Coach McDaniel and that staff genuinely believes in Tua, and that comes across in him being confident to let that ball go because he, he throws it early, and he throws the receivers open, and that's not the norm coming out of college, and that's not the norm for even a lot of NFL quarterbacks that Tua already confidently possesses. You and uh, Leroy were both talking last week. One of the things that kind of worried you with the Texans was that they were going to be too uh, ignorant to uh, to know what stage oh, they were on. Goodness. Bernie, that's C.J. Stroud. Oh, my God. Uh, how far do you think this guy can take it? I mean, they got a monster matchup this week against the Ravens, but, like, uh, does this guy blow you away? Like, you think you can, like they could actually pull this thing off? Absolutely. Unfortunately, absolutely yes is the short answer to that. And – even last week, um, again, I'm a, a, a big homer as I'm rooting for the Dolphins, the Browns, the Canes. Um, but the way, um, but the way C.J. Stroud plays as a rookie, he's a, he was amazing. He, he's been had an amazing season, had an amazing game, unfortunately, and he is just gifted and talented. And I actually think, and I love Lamar Jackson, and I hate to say it here in Cleveland, but. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have more Cle- old-school Cleveland Browns um, people within their organization. So I I have somewhat of a kindred spirit towards a lot of the Baltimore guys because I, I know a lot of them. And Lamar Jackson, who I love, but he's had some playoff demons. And, again, we're just talking about confidence and belief. And we're going to say it doesn't bother us. I know myself, I lost my first playoff game in 1985, and then 1986, I'm playing in another playoff game, and I throw two picks back-to-back to to blow the game. My confidence was poor. If I go on to lose that game, who knows how that confidence and, um, and belief in myself materializes. Lamar's the NFL MVP. Lamar, though, has had some games in the playoffs where if he starts out a little rough, that demon, that seed of uncertainty could pop into his head. And C.J. Stroud and their offensive <laughs> coordinator, Bob Slowick, they're on game right now. I mean, they diced us with that game plan. And then his ability to execute um, execute that game plan was really Picasso-ish. And I'm a massive Browns fan that does not want to give much credit to the Texans. Are you amazed at how young he is? Not only how young he is. But just how calm and nonchalant he was making these plays, like no big deal, that's terrifying if you're watching football and you're a fan of the other team. Like, you can't break this kid. Yeah, absolutely. And even after the game, 
the show is the show the way the show the way he deferred and deflected all the the praise to his guys and to his teammates and to his organization to see in the heat of the moment during the game and again I used to pretend I wasn't excited. I used to pretend I was stoic and cool and the leader. Inside, I was jumping up up and down and fired up when you get a big touchdown like that. And to see C.J. Stroud, just matter of fact, it look cool, look mature out there. The veterans on that team and the young guys on that team, that's absolutely the influence. That's absolutely the leader um, that you want for, uh, for, for your team. Bernie, speaking of uh, leaders, uh, this is Mario Cristobal. I did it again with getting Cam Ward to the U. Like, it seemed like he was going to go to the NFL, then all of a sudden, rabbit out of his hat. He's got his quarterback. Uh, just, just Your impressions of Mario Cristobal being able to continue to pull it out with these these crazy recruiting uh, pitches. Transfer portals changed some things, but like that, that it, it's got to infuse a lot for that program, the excitement that they feel like they got their guy after having some issues with TVD last year. God, do I love you guys. I feel like I was in the production meeting and I asked some of the questions to talk about this. Can, can we, uh, and not being biased with my, my grandfather's uh, University of Miami National Championship hat on behind me, but for Mario Cristobal, and again, I know a lot of people say the transfer portal has confused and ruined the game of football or college football on the hat. You need to embrace change. And University of Miami and Mario Cristobal, we've embraced change. And to be able to go out there and financially compete with anybody, to be able to get players and stuff, and then to not take no for an answer, and then also to constantly be wanting to improve ourselves. So whether it's the guys around us, but again, I'm, I'm super biased as, as an ex-QB. Uh, the QB is where it starts and finishes a lot of the time. And to get Cam Ward from Washington State, um, 25 touchdown passes last year, seven interceptions. Heck, he ran for eight touchdowns. I don't think I got half that amount in my whole NFL career. So no, you see, <laughs> anyway, don't be so quick to agree with that. But, hey, that was the first time you ever yelled at me because I thought I was blocking for you to run. Oh, I know. And that's how you got all those touchdown catches. Yes. Exactly. Hey. And that's a and for Cam Ward who could actually run on top of massive arm talent. Um, I love to see the interjection of of him with the talent around him and his experience right now. So, you know, the way he has that athleticism, the way Mario Cristobal is loading up with the talent around him. Um, I really think from a Kane's perspective that this is something to take us to the next level. Now, one of the things I'm, I'm really fixated on in just about any offense right now, college or pros, and we struggled in this in the Browns game the other day, and I, I, I struggled at the end of my career thinking I, I had to be cool. I had to have five receivers. I had to spread everybody out. I only had to do five-man protection. I'm Mr. Shotgun. I'm Mr. Two-Minute Drill. Um, there's absolutely, I love them. Absolutely need to be able to do that. But Jim uh, Harbaugh, the Michigan um, the National Championship, I'm not saying this is a stroke, Leroy, but congrats yeah. um, on that. That type system, the running game's imperative. 
in the NFL with the play-action game in the NFL and in college, and it's moving more into college too. So um, I'd like to see a little more inter, um, um, interwovenness or interjection of a little under center, maybe some of the run game type play-action stuff because what I'm, what I'm watching with teams with continuity, consistency, and in toughness, and, and again, I'm maybe a little biased because I'm on fourth and a half a foot on the half yard line going in. I think it's tough to always be in the shotgun. So some of that stuff maybe we could add, and now you have a veteran quarterback like Cam Ward uh, with awesome athleticism. I think the, that combination really plays well together. He's uh, the great Bernie Kozar. Go check out KozarCoffee.com. Leroy's been telling us about it this week. Uh, I've been telling you. Tell yeah, us. I'll get you some. Yeah, give, I'll get you some. I'll get you some swag and stuff, too. All right. Tobes, I heard you talking about uh, Cafe Bustello on the way in. Um, the awesome Miami company that was uh, uh, good friends. And that's actually started my coffee fixation over a decade plus ago. The Pallone family in Miami who started that and, and brought that to an awesome level in the black coffee bean to be able to flush and detox our, our liver and brain. And I find it ironic that a great Miami uh, espresso uh, uh, coffee like Brustello was actually bought by Smuckers and it's up here in Ohio now in this massive snowstorm so we actually, we actually need some uh, some more coffee right now. <laughs> Gotta keep yourself warm, Bernie. Absolutely, check it out. Kozarcoffee.com and on social media at Kozarcoffee. You guys have been hearing the Bernie talk about Leroy raving about it. Uh, go check it on out, Bernie. It's always a pleasure, man. Thank you so hey, much. Before I go, though, I gotta say I'm gonna help work with you guys. I love your Super Bowl diet and stuff. But we're gonna <laughs> add a little bit of besides the Kosar coffee. We're gonna add some Kosar wellness to you, as I want to see my brothers hang out with me another couple decades and slamming down being the bacon testers <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> it's not gonna add to your longevity. Totally fair. Totally fair, Bernie. We'll take a break. Back with more after this.